Welcome to Insights for Manufacturing, the podcast that supports the UK manufacturing sector. Hosted by Jeff Beecham, the manufacturer's recruiter. Hello and welcome to Insights for Manufacturing. I'm delighted to welcome my guest today, John Pierce, the CEO at Made in Britain. Welcome to the show, John. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Yeah, very well. Good. So uh, during this series of podcasts, I've uh, I've interviewed uh, a few of the trade associations and numerous professionals from from different sort of facets of, of UK manufacturing from a from a sort of service industry perspective. So the Made in Britain logo, which we can see in the background if people are, are watching on YouTube, um, where, where's the future of, of British manufacturing heading, John? Well, according to Made in Britain members, it's heading in the right direction, I would say. Um, we, we channel an awful lot of enthusiasm about the group. There are currently more than 1,900 manufacturers on our database. They all use the mark. Obviously, that's what they join Made in Britain for. Yeah. But they do share with us an awful lot of information about themselves. And I think that, uh, that news uh, and, and updates about what they're doing, what they're achieving... I think that at the moment, um, you know, despite everything that's that's gone on this this year and, and and in previous years, recent years, we've had a lot of geopolitical and economic turmoil. Um, but I would say, looking at what's happened this year and including our growth in membership, that ma- the future of British manufacturing looks looks really good. I think it, um, I think there's a lot of positive signs out there, despite all of the. The negativity that you might see in some other sectors yeah absolutely good old-fashioned uh, mainstream media doesn't always help the cause does it so so in terms of the the sort of current mood uh you, you sort of mentioned the sort of you know levels of optimism you know within the membership i, I guess tenacity has been a, a a sort of strength or value that that everybody's needed to embrace over the last couple of years manufacturing in particular so what what sort of things are your members you know mainly having hope for because there's there still a lot of challenges still a lot of headwinds currency supply chain although it's getting a bit better it's it's still not where it needs to be so what particular areas are your members um more positive about than than others I think the the very act of joining a group like Made in Britain, uh, so many uh, manufacturers all in the same place under fifty different product sectors. Half of half of our members are are what I would call trade or industrial manufacturers, but the 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 rest are making sort of retail products, things that you would find in a department store. And this fusion of of manufacturing content, if you like, is the place where we see uh, the, almost the interactions and the ecology of uh, the future of British manufacturing. And tenacity is definitely in the list of, of, of descriptions that I'd give uh, the group. Um, but I think it's much more than that, actually. I don't think it's just grit and determination. And that certainly isn't, uh, won't be enough to see us through the next yeah. few years, according to the economic predictions. Um, I think it's about uh, you know, proper business practice, actually, responsible business practice, incredibly detailed uh, business planning you know manufacturers have this unique uh, challenge in in the you know they've got to be around for a long time because you're making things and getting equipment brought in from other countries to make your your product or getting raw materials in from other countries to make your product even if you're making them in this country you're 
reliant on long-term accurate planning of, of what you're doing and, yeah. and and making sure that at the end of the day, all of that actually turns into a profit. You know, we are a, a place that's bringing together, um, you know, profitable, successful, long-termist manufacturers. Uh, some of them have only been going around, go, going for a few years, but they, they want to be in that group of, of a sort of positive, future for manufacturing because let's face it you know we we can't really solve any of the problems that we've got without things <laughs> you, you know we need things there are things that we need and things that we want obviously in life and i think that's something i would say about the group is that they is that they are are focused on on making things better for everyone yeah and i get the sense of you know that there's a a strong feeling of um collaboration and probably sharing of best practice and you know what works for some of the members you know do they get together and have these sort of you know forums or meetings where you know they're sort of sharing ideas and and well sharing challenges as well we try to bring them together as much as possible that has to be mainly on online uh, and and certainly you know during the pandemic lockdown periods uh, you know we we found our members were we're attending pretty much anything that we offered for them just for the chance to speak to somebody else who's in the manufacturing yeah. and marketing uh, world. Um, and we found that the, the, the group are naturally collaborative. I think manufacturers are collaborators. I think they have to surround themselves with collaborative businesses for supply chain and for, for sales, obviously. Um, but also for, you know, what, what we focus on that made in Britain is really about the message of your business. So, how can a how can a manufacturer any manufacturer making anything how can they turn the sort of goodwill of being a british uh, manufacturer using this this identity system how can they turn that into a positive message about their business and about the responsibility of their business and their responsibility to make a product that is is viable uh, and saleable and profitable yeah. um and the, the the interactions that we see online are obviously important but I think it's the interaction with our database, actually, that, that is that is perhaps more important for our members because they're able to see every other business on the on in the group uh, that is making something, including by searching by materials, which is very often what they need to know. You know, who, yes. who is handling the materials that I need to make my thing? Um, I'm, I'm making a copper kettle. Who else in the UK is, is, is using copper, for example? And there might be industrial or trade or, or, or some that are in both areas. Um, but if they've got that focus around the understanding of the importance of materials and they've got all of that information in the database, of course, they can just search under the, the business or the product itself or the material. They can even look at the news channel and see who's talking about uh, copper, for example. So, yeah, yeah we, we do thrive on the interactions between our members and we're very proud of how interactive they're becoming. It is a new group. You know, Made in Britain is a new group of manufacturers. They've never been put together like this under a license mark in this way. Yep. And that independence and the sort of security of a shared network, everyone knows uh, what each other are doing and they're all equally passionate about it. Yeah, sounds fantastic. And I, I guess, I mean, one of the things that, that sprung to my mind while you were describing that then was, um, you know, around the, the materials and the members looking for other businesses that are using the, the same materials um do, do you have such a thing as a, a sort of made in britain buyers group for example or what do you think that would would be something that would 
would would work. I know certain industries will have a collective sort of purchasing group. I know the building materials industry uh, have these channels where they have, you know, buying groups, uh, you know, for different merchants and things. And I don't know whether that would um, would, would that come into play and work with, with manufacturing. I, I guess your members are, you know, may, maybe not using the the huge, huge volumes that 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 some some larger companies might. But if there was a collective, you know, could could that be a, a thing? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud whilst we're live. Yeah, on the, well, it's, a, on it's the something podcast. we could look at in the future. I, I, I mean, uh, to be really frank about it, we don't need one because the group of Made in Britain is already a buying group. You know, we we know that our members are joining to buy yeah. and sell to each other. And remember with half of them making retail products, you know, sometimes they're actually pitching their retail products. We've got mem- members making soap and cosmetics and yeah. lots of everyday things that they that, that have got fabulous brand stories. They might not be necessarily the, the longevity that we see in the trade sector with, mm. with our average membership duration is, is typically sort of 30, 40, or even 50 years, depending on where right. part of our membership you look at. So, you know, these are, businesses that have been around a long time and have got a plan for the next 50 years but then the newer ones of course they they're coming into this to you know also to sell their products and and to sort of normalize their manufacturing world within the trade uh the the trade sector because very often the trade manufacturers they might have been around for 50 years but nobody's heard of, of who they are yeah um we we do focus with our members on on procurement, but but the way that we do it is by approaching uh, NHS procurement or the MOD procurement uh, systems that are out there, yeah. and we invite them to speak to our members in groups to inform them really of how to improve their chances of success in procurement. Um, it is really tough, you know, when you're an SME, and, uh, and most of our members, ninety percent of our members are are, are sort of categorically uh, SME businesses turning over thirty million or less, and so. Yeah. You know, those businesses do sometimes struggle to to break through in the in the world of of, of tier one, two, and three procurement for for big items in in automotive and, and aerospace. But mm. what we aim to do is to invite speakers in to speak to our members to actually tell them, look, this is how you can perhaps collaborate with other businesses, get onto working groups that that work together, so that you can be on a on a list of procurement businesses. Yeah, how can you improve your chances of success in this you know this big scary world of of government and local authority procurement um but also demystify it uh, because you know there are lots of very positive news stories about about what the government how much they spend every year and how much they have to spend on everyday things mm. um not just the, the the things that you'd never hear of and i think the the, the procurement exercise that made in britain is an important one but it, it is it also about sort of you know, explaining to our members that it is possible, uh, you know, to sell into to government or a local authority or even to a big uh, buying group. Uh, but you you have to learn from others how best to do that and, and learn what the hurdles are, because there are there are plenty of them, uh, but they're not insurmountable hurdles. Yeah, absolutely. Strength in numbers, I think, is the uh, is the is the underlying uh, factor there. So we, we spoke about the mark, the, the Made in Britain um mark what what is it that that makes it so important for you know perhaps other british manufacturers to promote themselves through an organization like made in britain because you you have a great membership it's growing all the time there are you know countless other manufacturers out there small businesses um that maybe aren't part of you know made in britain they might be part of a a, you know a, a specific sector trade association 
Um, and there are lots of technical trade associations out there for, you know, for different manufacturing processes. But in terms of the, the collective, the, the Made in Britain, what, what would be the number one, um, I, I guess, benefit or, or, or selling point for, for a business that was sort of considering, yeah, you know, this maybe sounds like a, a good thing. What, you know, what, what's in it for me? What's going to tip them over the scales and, and get them into the, into the fold? I think it's a great thing. I think it's about trust, Jeff. I think it's about trust. Uh, uh, you know, we we know there's a trust deficit out there. Uh, we know that the, the general public and buyers and specifiers and manufacturers and all the other business sectors, we know that there's a lot of studies around, you know, what people trust and who they can trust uh, and where are we looking for that trust in life. And one of the many interesting aspects of, of made in britain is how you know we've we've seen that, that there's an opportunity there to try and build some trust in the group of, of a collective mark we have a code of conduct for members so every member that comes in has to agree to our code of conduct it's yep. very simply around promoting responsible manufacturing businesses and promoting them in a way that is completely transparent so we want people to look at the mark and to trust what it says about about the group but yep. also to trust that there is traceability <clears throat> on the product that they've seen that mark on and that they can phone up that company and speak to a responsible party and say, look, um, I, I need a replacement part or, or this isn't the color that I thought it would be. You know, this is a different relationship with the end product, but it's also using transparency as, as, a, as, a, as a, 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 golden, um, a, a golden rule really to, to say, well, look, if, if, if a company is prepared to be completely transparent about what they're doing, about where they are, who they're employing, everything that they're, they're doing on, on a factory floor is, is, is potentially risky and has to, be, has to be done properly. You know, the, yeah. these companies have to obey to really have to stick to really strict guidelines around, around risk and health and safety. Um, and then there's the, the regional and local and national social responsibility that they have to employ people properly doing some something meaningful in, in with their lives you yeah. know this is a long list of 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 items that you could say about the manufacturing sector that, that is using the made in britain mark and putting themselves into the into our database that is available for absolutely anyone to see any of the detail and yeah. if you know if, if we discover that somebody's not sticking to those rules of transparency and responsibility you know, we do have the position where we can switch them off. Yes. You know, they, they, we remove them from from the database permanently or temporarily. But it is a trust relationship that we want with the members, and we want the general public, of course, to trust the mark. Yeah. Well, that that's a, a fantastic explanation, and I, I guess trust is something that we all yearn for in you know in business in in you know outside of the work environment so that that value in itself is just so fundamental and it underpins everything else that you do and that you're involved in so uh that, that's really that's absolutely fantastic um so let's talk about exports john um you, you support made in britain members with their export business i, I think it's fair to say that you know a, a product made in britain has always carried a certain amount of weight in international markets because of the quality of, of British made um, goods and, and, and products, you know, our, our manufacturing and engineering prowess stretches back centuries now, doesn't it? So just how significant has Brexit been to your members in terms of the challenges and, and, and what sort of global opportunities are you seeing for British made products at the moment? 
Well, I, I suppose um, you could say you can never take your reputation for granted. <laughs> I mean, we know we know the studies. I was involved and saw some of the studies around Britain, Britain's reputation abroad um, a, a long time ago, 10 years ago, when when the great campaign was out there and, and we were studying and looking at how other countries perceived us. Um, and the measures were off the scale positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure the measures of of. Um, of care and concern and interest in, in Britain are still off the scale, but maybe, uh, you know, our reputation in other aspects of, of our international relations with other countries uh, isn't the same. But I think, uh, again, again it's, it's something that you can't take for granted. I mean, our, our, our members are, are simply seven out of 10 of our members are telling us they're exporting already. You know, these, yeah. these aren't businesses that need persuading to export. They're already doing it. Some of them are exporting to 50, 60, 70 countries. Wow. So we know that people or businesses that make something you can put in a box <laughs> and send overseas, we, we know that they're making 70% of our members are, are, are making something that is viable as an export product. And yeah. that means they're important to the British e economy to try and uh, address the, the trade balance. Now, what we like to do uh, with to, to help our members is to, is to work hand in hand, actually, with the Department for International Trade. You know, they have a, a network of, of dozens of, of international representatives that will go into a business. They can help you to to set up your export plan, to yep. iron out any of the details. Um, and of course, the Department of Trade also have an enormous uh, network of of people that are working overseas in British consulates and embassies that are focused quite heavily on, on trade between the two countries. Um, and we're finding that the more we speak to DIT about, about these representatives can speak to our members and help them out when they're, they're, when they need it, the more they're telling us about what they can do. And we're finding that relationship is, is working really well for us. We'll continue to build on it. We have an export program for our members because we know it's something they care about. Um, and we, we hope to see that number growing and growing and and i expect it to really um you know we we, are, we do have an opportunity to to increase uh, the amount of exporting we're doing you know with a with a pound I, I know the pound being cheaper overseas is is not the absolute answer to everything because obviously it makes the imported uh raw materials that you need more expensive but in the yeah. balance of things you know products sending products overseas uh, that last a long time are almost dare I say product ambassadors for this country, and if they're of high quality and they're going to a place that um, that, that desperately needs them uh, for whatever reason, uh, then I think that's that's got to be good for perhaps reconstructing a new reputation for the country as we go forward. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm impressed by the fact that you know seventy percent of your members are are already exporting. I mean that that's. A, a significant percentage of the membership, given the amount of, of businesses that are members of, of Made in Britain. Um, that's really encouraging to hear. You know, I, I, I hear of, it's, you know, quite often the sort of challenges around exporting and some businesses that haven't exported to date have got sort of fears mm -hmm. and it's so difficult. And with Brexit, it's even worse. And, you know, but there are, there are, you know, hundreds and thousands of opportunities around the globe for UK businesses. Um, so I, I guess, you know, your collective membership, you know, is hopefully a, a bit of a shining light for other parts of, of UK manufacturing that are, you know, purely focused on local, you know, a local customer base. And it's great, you know, it's great to get that, that British, you know, reputation for quality and range of products 
around the globe again you know so uh that's really that's really uh, you know a high point of my day already even just hearing that i think that's fantastic so uh maybe there's a lot to learn from the the made in britain members um around exports so uh keen to learn more about that over the over the coming weeks and months um so sustainability net zero um you know key challenges for uk manufacturing i know that made in britain has the green growth program could you could you share some of the details of what's involved in that and how's that been received by your members john as if, as if there weren't enough challenges this year, we also have the challenge <laughs> of climate change and biodiversity loss yes. um, and resource scarcity. I mean, th- this is this is a, a passion project of, of mine personally, but it's also the passion project of our board of directors and many of the people that are working with manufacturers. Because, you know, as I say, you know, manufacturers have uniquely that resource scarcity challenge you, you know it, it's a it's a, almost an existential threat to a manufacturer you, you need materials to make stuff uh, and if you want to run a business that's making things you need materials um yeah the materials are you know the, the non-grown materials so the things that we're not growing the plant-based materials obviously those are um they're not not all manufacturing relies on that kind of raw material so on this for all of our members and it affects everything they do you know we we have set up uh, a universal system for uh, an assessment um of, of our members uh let's call it their sustainability checklist um it's a simple system that they can go through um it's around the seven pillars of sustainability for manufacturers we yep. we're influenced heavily by the un's sustainable development goal 12 which is around responsible consumption and production and we put together um, a, a system that offers members a snapshot, really, of how they're doing, where are they on their sustainability journey to, to net zero. You know, it's it's important that manufacturers realise that it's not all bad news. You know, lots of our manufacturers, when they do the assessment, they realise they're actually doing really well, especially yeah. on topics like circularity and circularity of materials. We've been astonished by how well our members are already doing on, on net zero waste for example yeah. less landfill uh, you know less waste materials extracting more value out of the materials that you use you know reuse of materials to a neighboring business these are all activities and actions that are taking place already what we wanted to give our members an opportunity to talk about the things they're doing but also to see some of the gaps that do exist uh, yeah. renewable energy is definitely a gap um on interaction with businesses outside of the manufacturing circle. That's also a bit of a gap. But when we looked at, for example, there's a simple evaluation for our members on, on, on local and regional social relevance and, and responsibility. Hmm. Our scores for all of our members, big and small, off the scale, 80, 90% scores in their social responsibility. You know, this is doing the simple stuff, like employing people that live near to where they work. (laughs) So they're not traveling very far to work. Uh, Sponsoring a local football team. Uh, I mean, these are the simple actions that manufacturers are doing. Uh, And they do, uh, as as I've said a few times, you know, they they have a sort of national, regional and local responsibility. And as we've just been discussing, they have an international responsibility as well. Yeah. So I think that's part of the reason why they they are like they are. Um, but we wanted to give them in a green growth program something that they they can sort of formulate their messages around how well they're doing. But they yeah. can. We also signpost them towards the, the the free and affordable advice that they can get around around, as I say, renewable energy and some of the 
harder to address problems of sustainability. And, and many of our members have told them, told us that this isn't uh, a choice. This is a commercial imperative and we want to support them in that journey. Brilliant. So lots going on. I mean, we've got COP27 uh, coming up, you know, net zero uh, sustainability it's just out there it's it's everybody's talking about it at the moment you know many would say a lot more needs to be done I think that's a fair comment but um, it, it's good to hear that your your members are uh, you know already you know quite a long way along that sort of journey and they're already doing things that would you know put them in a better a, a better position in terms of their you know commitments to sustainability in the, in the circular economy I think it's they're very that, savvy. Those manufacturers yeah. are very savvy. <laughs> Everyone, they know what they're doing. They, know, they, they do. They, they do know what indeed. they're doing, including on, on zero waste. We've had some wonderful stories from our members shared uh, from, you know, members big and small, you know, how they're making sure that not a single penny of value goes off their premises. It's all kept on, on board. And that's that's great to hear. That gives us a bit of a uh, chink of, of light in, in what has been, you know, quite a dark year, really. Yeah, I, I guess it, it sort of, it sort of ties in with the the overall continuous improvements, um, uh, you know, methodologies that have been around for years now and, and sort of, you know, sustainability. Uh, it's not just about improving processes and improving profits. This is one area that is, you know, it, it probably makes up a key part of continuous improvement activities in, in this sort of era at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting how, you know, organisations are, are sort of sharing the wins that they're having, you know, and and I guess when all this sort of started being talked about and, and manufacturing businesses, you know, a few years ago had to start adapting, it, it probably was a bit of a, oh my goodness, you know, this is mm. like a, a, a mountain to climb. But actually, as, as time goes by a little bit and more people get involved and you see the successes that other businesses are having, you can then, you know, try and mirror that in your own organisation. And um, yeah, it's, it's just taking those daily and weekly learns and seeing what you can do next so that's that's really great to hear and and learning from the staff i mean we we've had some wonderful uh, feedback from our members that have that have spoken to their staff first you know it's, it's often yeah. the staff and the workers and the the contributors the stakeholders that are in a business they're often the ones that come up with the quick fast easy wins uh yeah. the, the little change in actions is what happens on the shop floor or in the offices or outside the premises where efficiencies can be made, when you know waste is reduced, and where the overall impact is is, is fast, you know where can yeah. you get those those quick environmental wins that make a make a difference, but also make a difference to the lives of the people that are working for you. You know this is this is key in all of this. You know we're and manufacturers are, are big employers as well. You know a lot of our members are. are our average is again is in the thirties. You know okay. whereas SMEs tends to be. A, sort of less than 10 employees our, our, our average is very high at made in britain so there are more people and there's more people and human relevance to a manufacturer's environment at work and i think yeah. that's that's where you get that shared knowledge you, you put people together and get them thinking about the challenges that we've got both the resource scarcity and the and the sort of social challenges that we have right now and and the answers will emerge as long as you ask enough people and get them thinking together properly Absolutely. It's all about the collaboration, as always. Um, so what are your members asking you for the most in terms of support? Um, I know you provide a, you know, a range of, 
of services for your members. But what what, what are they sort of what are what are they asking for the most? Our members, uh, you know, we, we exist to help our members sell more of what they make. Um, we don't uh, offer them support services as such. Uh, we, you know, they, they get support from each other. What our members are are talking to us about this year, I, I think it has to be the energy, the energy price. I mean, you know, yeah. members of, of, of Made in Britain are all manufacturers. They all use energy. Um, I remember at the beginning of the year, uh, a member told me that they had a, a gas account with Gazprom. You, you know, what on earth do you do when you're when you're buying your 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 gas from uh, under under a Russian contract? I mean, yeah. these are fundamental and, and existential challenges for companies that need a, an awful lot of energy. Um, as for what we we do about that, I, I think our our part, if you like, in that is is putting members together so that they can you know be allowed a voice for manufacturing and try and influence uh, you know the government and policy decision makers around you know what this transition to a greener environment means, and that mm. means cleaner energy in the future. But you know maybe uh, you know w- w- we're not a lobbying group. There are lots of groups that do lobby government. Yes. Um, but maybe the future for for the policy on on energy, you know, needs to identify the fact that manufacturers have a much bigger need uh, and, and use for, for 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 energy, and that maybe needs to be recognised in in some way. Uh, I'm not quite sure how it should be uh, recognised, but there are lots of people I know working on that um, to try and address this what they call a, a fair transition to a greener economy yeah. so that we don't leave businesses behind just because they can't afford to make that transition. I think that's, uh, that would probably be one of the biggest takeaways from this year is how do we, we get to a cleaner energy future yeah. uh, without, without businesses actually going out of business completely. So made in Britain, you're in regular communication with the government through Bayes, the DIT and the Department for Health and Social Care. You're also you've got a seat on the all-party parliamentary manufacturing group. So what's your what's your own involvement in that cross-party group then, John? And, and are there any sort of wins that have have been enabled through, you know, it may be for your members or for UK manufacturing in general, but have there been any sort of wins that you can share with us that you know, maybe have, have um, come about through your involvement in that and some of the conversations you've had with your members? We, we don't aim for, for lobbying wins as such. I know there are okay. other organisations that do, and they do it extremely well. Our, our primary purpose of being on all of those um, committees and, and any, any relationship where manufacturing is the topic, our first and, and primary purpose is to actually be the voice of the smaller manufacturers you know we we have a lot of big businesses now in in made in britain but it is primarily an sme manufacturing group and and let's face it their voice in the past has not really been at the table in the way that it is with made in britain and our 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 win if you like is is to be there and yeah. say look we we've got a, an open database um, anyone can search our database for materials or people or businesses or locations. We've got members making everything you can imagine right across the country. Um, it's really a, a matter of, of getting the voice of Made in Britain members into that environment and as to as many environments as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, we're a relatively new organisation. We've been celebrating 10 years uh, this year, but but that, that growth that 
came during the pandemic, we almost doubled in size in the last three years. So, yeah, you know, there there is a responsibility really to to almost shoehorn the world of Made in Britain into into the into, into the, the general public's uh, imagination yeah. as well, and and to say, look, this is transparent businesses that are that are demonstrating what they make. Uh, they know you know where they are. We would like them to be, you know heard of in the in the general uh, across the general public and for anyone who's got a responsibility for promoting manufacturing to know that it's not just about aerospace and automotive you know there are people making tables and chairs and vans and bikes and shoes and dog food and all sorts of other things uh, that are really really going to be you know equally relevant to the future of the economy absolutely and it's good to know that there's so much you know there's quite a, a you know a broad range of, of of products made in the uk uh, as you say a, a lot of the businesses are you know the, the sort of sme um organizations and uh i guess you know we're all as consumers used to the you know the, the well-known brands but there are things around the house and the home and um you know in our sort of daily lives that you know, maybe we we are missing a trick. You know, who who is making products that most households would need? Who who are making these things in the UK? You know, and uh, I guess maybe, as you say, getting that message out there and getting that awareness to the general public, not just mm. the manufacturing community, is really key because I think you know there will be a portion of of society that cost is everything. I get that. You know, when when you you know when you're short of cash you haven't got you know as much disposable income then there is totally a place for um you know products that are cheaper they might be lacking in quality but there's still a a need for that but i think people that have got uh the sort of income and and, and uk products I'm, I'm told they're not always more expensive sometimes they are but you you know you're getting better quality usually but certainly people that have got the choice of where they buy their, their goods or, or, or products for, for the home. I, I just think a lot of people, and, I, and I'm guilty of this myself, you know, I, I don't generally put a lot of thought when I'm going out shopping where I can, if I, if I see a, a British um, flag on the label, then of course that's great. You know, I always try and buy British meat and things like that, but mm. you know, outside of food, which is very, very well labeled, um and and the, the the you know the food industry is doing a great job in um in in that sort of transparency if you like but other things you know you go into i don't know i mean clothes shops yeah they've got labels on and things like that but there's so many different goods around the home that if we knew there were british alternatives we might make a beeline to try and buy that whether it be online or or in a in a store somewhere um, it does give the the consumer a little bit more choice. Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely guilty of that. And I guess there are so many hundreds of thousands of other people in the UK in in the same situation that you know they're just ignorant to just how much stuff is made in the UK. Well, the that's one of the main reasons we're we're all on one website. So all of the search that goes on for made in britain products is in the same place as for made in britain members and the yeah. same place for our green growth members all the members that have done the green growth assessment are, are in the same place what we want to do is trying to put 
everything in one place so that if you're interested in what's if you're interested in tables and you want to know who's making tables in the UK you can definitely find them on our on our database just type in the word table and you'll find something yeah. uh, and and likewise for any any materials that you're interested in who's making what out of what um but you can also search for people so if you have somebody in your uh, in your family or friends that is working in manufacturing and you want to see what they do um you know what they what they do at work and and the business that they fit into and how that fits into all of british manufacturing yeah we've also got a news service there are th- literally thousands of stories um in a completely ring fenced environment so if you search for somebody working in british manufacturing you'll find a new story about them and you can investigate uh, what they're what they're making and the product they're making where they're selling around the world all sorts of really positive new stories about the future yeah. of british manufacturing which we are co-constructing every day of the week every time our members tell us what they're up to we try and give that uh, that good news some amplification across the media as well and including yeah. on social media so that people have a, a a better sense of of what a greener and cleaner future of manufacturing might be wonderful i love that so you've you've got the made in britain impact awards uh this is something that i've i've only recently become aware of so they're they're on the first of december i, I understand um there's seven award categories. I'm just going to read them out uh, for, for the listeners or anybody watching this uh, when it comes out on YouTube. So we've got Rising Star, Sustainability Team of the Year, Sustainable Initiative of the Year, Sustainable Packaging Project of the Year, Employee Engagement Campaign of the Year, Innovation of the Year and Leader of the Year. What a what a great range of, uh, of awards. So what what what's the impact of these awards to your members john you know how did this how did the awards um come about in the first place you know was, was this something that was asked for or have you just decided to do it and it's, it's just uh picked up pace it's about a, a number of things but it's mainly about recognition and message you know we wanted our members to be able to galvanize their thoughts around what they're actually doing and to give them themes uh, in which to tell us about that and and to win an award that will give them publicity i mean we we are a publicity machine in lots of ways you know we we do give an amplification in the media to our members if they tell us some really great news you know we have we have pr targets to try and get our members in the news along with the mark and with uh, the membership group but the awards specifically are around uh giving our members um it's a moment, if you like, for them to practice the art of messaging about themselves. You know, the the uh, very often in life itself, you know, when the, the the story that we tell about ourselves is is sometimes not very well told. And our members, um, I think, a lot of a lot of our members actually come to Made in Britain to to learn how to tell a better story about themselves. And yeah. we thought an awards focus with this this year, you know, a, a year when it's been really hard to focus on sustainability specifically. We thought, well, let's give the uh, the opportunity to, to to amplify some messages about what our members are doing in sustainability in a year when we, we know everyone has had a tough year yeah. uh, for lots of different reasons, especially economically. Um, but this is really about about message. It's about members giving members the chance to tell us in a few hundred words what are their key messages about what they've achieved this year and for us to put together some independent judges that will evaluate all of those yeah. and give one of them a prize and there'll be some runners up um and i think everyone walks away happy uh, knowing that you know we've 
we've helped our members to tell their story a little bit better. Yeah, fantastic. And a, and a good point you made, actually. And, and, and you know, we aren't always great at, at, at selling ourselves and telling telling our own story and, and shouting about our own mm. successes. Um, so that, you know, that whole collective piece around, you know, encouraging the members to, to reflect on what they've done and reflect on all their hard work and energy that they've put into it, all of the staff and, you know, the different initiatives that they've put together. Uh, I think for everybody to come together at an awards, uh, I, I believe it's online, isn't it? I think you said. Yeah, um, it's online only this year. Yeah, having that recognition and then having, you know, that provides then content for your members and, of course, Made in Britain as a collective to, to push that out um, as, a, as a success story, um, I, I think it's fantastic. So I'd like to wish everybody who's taking part, uh, you know, the best of luck. This is, this is being recorded on the 9th of uh, November, so we've got a few weeks to go. So I guess there'll be some apprehension and, and uh, you know, nervous excitement around around the um around the membership at the moment so what's next for made in britain yeah we um we have a we did a strategic review earlier this year um and that looked at all aspects of made in britain um you know starting obviously with the license to use the made in britain mark it's an official license uh, we've registered the mark in in every product category including digital products so we're really passionate about protecting that official status if you like because we are yeah. we are a non-profit organization but the strategic review was to to look at ambition, really, and to, to think, well, how far can this go? How big is the world of responsible manufacturing in this country? We think it's it, it, there is enormous potential to bring even more voices to this um, to this choir of celebration, if you like, of British manufacturing. Um, yeah. And our next target is to double the membership in the next three years. Um, that won't be easy, um, but you know, to get from two thousand to four thousand in 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 a matter of a few years won't be easy, but we we are taking steps to do that strategically. So we're using yeah. the resources that we've got to achieve the outcomes that we want for the purpose of, of getting more and more manufacturers celebrated and with an amplified voice in the economy, uh, especially to government, but also to local authorities and to the general public. Yeah. And I think the next few years will be about taking that that message of you know, look, this is the group of businesses that are making everything. You know, we can definitely make things better, uh, but we need you to recognise that we are in, in this group. We're using the identity of the Made in Britain mark and that we want to serve you with the products that we're making. Absolutely. So lots of uh, lots of things to look forward to, as you say, doubling the membership. Yeah, you're going to be able to do that, aren't you? Crikey, we'll a, bit <laughs> we'll bit, a bit of help. A bit of help. I look forward to to speaking to you again at some point in 2023 and and seeing how uh, how things have moved forward. I'm sure I'm sure they will. Um, it's been a really interesting conversation today, John. Thank you very much for coming along and and talking to the insights for for manufacturing audience about made in Britain. So thank you very much for that. That pretty much uh, wraps up our discussion for today. So um, I hope the audience have enjoyed the content today. Thanks again to John Pierce. Thank you for listening and look out for the next episode of Insights for Manufacturing. See you next time and bye-bye. <laughs>